Welcome to the Breakfast Leadership Show, where we interview global thought leaders on business, leadership, and life. Here's your host, keynote speaker, best-selling author, and chief burnout officer of the Breakfast Leadership Network, Michael Levitt. Welcome back. I've got former major leaguer Sean Tellison on the line. Sean, how are you? I'm awesome. Doing great. That is great. I am really looking forward to this conversation. And as I said in the pre-show, we could probably talk baseball for about three hours, but that'd be too long of an episode. And you're doing some really amazing work uh, in your post-career. But for those that aren't familiar with you, I want you to share a little bit of your story and we'll dive right in. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I appreciate you having me on today. My story goes back to uh, really my childhood. I'm just like your classic hometown kid um, here in Texas. Met my wife at a really young age, grew up down the street, fell in love, you know, when we were teenagers and I've kind of been tied at the hip ever since. Um, When I was about 14, I realized that I was pretty good at this game of baseball and especially pitching. Um, I loved it. I just could not get enough of it, could not get enough about learning about it, just, just constantly trying to kind of perfect my craft as a pitcher. And um, about that time, just made this decision. Um, when someone asked me what I was going to be when I grew up, I told them that I was going to be a major league pitcher. And that was kind of this work ethic, I can do anything mentality that was instilled in me uh, from my father. He was uh, he was very much, my my dad was a a creature of optimism and really that idea that you can do anything, um, you know, not necessarily that you can do anything on your own or by your own accord, but, but you can do anything. And so I, I bought into that and, and I just kind of went hard and heavy down that road to, to be a major league pitcher. Um, so ended up after high school, went and pitched at Baylor university, uh, was drafted, uh, after three seasons pitching there drafted by the Dodgers and had a pretty quick ascent to the major leagues and made my major league debut back in 2012 with the Dodgers. Uh, my career was uh, really marked by pitching well and having injuries and setbacks. That was kind of the story of my baseball career, as it is with, with a lot of players. I'm not, I'm not unique in that way. Um, but, you know, pitched for the Dodgers and then actually got to come home uh, and pitch three seasons with the Texas Rangers. Uh, which is fun. And from a, from a, for a baseball player, that's a pretty unique opportunity to be able to actually live at home and uh, do life at home and be a major league player. So I got to pitch three seasons there. And again, uh, pitched well and had my fair share of injuries and surgeries uh, along the way. Um, but it was really in 2015 that it was my, this was kind of my pivotal moment, uh, you know, most memorable moment of my life, uh, and my career for both really good and bad reasons. You know, I just, you know, you pitch for the Dodgers and I get, we could go on and on about different things, you know, and Dodger blue and Tommy Lasorda and all there is about <laughs> there, but I've got some great Tommy Lasorda stories. Uh, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll go offline there. Yeah. I, I, I can imagine. Um, you know, I've, I've been to Dodger stadium a few times and it was there for Vin's last season and, you know, kinds cool. of fun stuff, but, you hit on a point that is, it's amazingly rare. I'd love to see this stat of, you know, how many players actually got to play for their home team. I mean, there's, there's something special about that. And did you feel any 
pressure, additional pressure, because you were literally pitching at home? Or was it more of a, did you feel relaxed and you know, like, okay, I don't have to necessarily worry about anything because I'm home and this is a safe place for me. And I'm just curious to see how you, how you felt while you pitched with the Rangers for three seasons. Um, you know, it, it definitely is a unique opportunity. Uh, I'm blessed to be able to have done that. Uh, it definitely adds a lot of stress. Uh, it adds a lot of pressure, a lot of stress. Um, you know, there's it, all of a sudden everybody becomes your biggest fan. Um, because when you grow up and you live somewhere and, you know, I, I've never moved outside of the square mile that I live in. That's kind of how much of a hometown body I am. And so you kind of know everybody and everybody knows you, but there were people who, you know, when I was pitching for the Dodgers, they're not baseball fans. Um, so when I was pitching with the Dodgers, they may have not even known that I was pitching in the big leagues, but as soon as you come and pitch for the Rangers, um, they hear about you and they're, they're your biggest fan. And so, there's a lot of pressure there. There's a lot of pressure on trying to just balance uh, family time, uh, friends time, uh, and baseball, and and trying to trying to focus on all those at the same time is tough. When I when I came to Texas, uh, life just became busier because I I now had kids too. So um, things change a lot um, when you have kids and your priorities shift quite a bit. Um, but yeah, man, I left so many. I left so many tickets. It was every game, every game was, you know, getting, you know, 20 or 30 or 40 ticket requests uh, is kind of a lot to juggle and keep up with. Yeah. You'd almost need to have a second full-time job just to manage all the requests. And then it's like, yeah, my salary that year ended up being like $30,000 based on all of the things, which you know, a lot of people don't think about that. But no, it's like, they don't. Oh, everybody thinks, you know, they see, okay, athletes get, you know, these contracts and all this uh-huh. stuff. It's like, yeah, but you know what? There's some pretty big expenses that are there are, responsible. There are. I think so, I, I think I spent, I, I think I spent about 30 grand in 2015 on tickets. <laughs> Just for people, yeah, that's uh, that's that's a lot of season tickets packages. You know, it's like yeah, so yeah. It, and having you know, I was a season ticket holder for the Tigers for a few years, so I know mm-hmm. how much they cost. Yeah, um, and so it's like wow, that's you know a, a big ask. It's like just go to StubHub, dude. You can get tickets, <laughs> no worries. But but at the end of the day, you know, so you know, 2015, obviously, you know, with the injuries and things like that, your career ended, and you know that. When something happens abruptly, and you know, in my you know my story, I had a cardiac event back in two thousand nine, which mm-hmm. should have should have killed me, but it didn't, thankfully. Uh, but it, it definitely ended um, an opportunity, and you know, part of my career that I you know fought hard for. Really, it was you know in a small community doing great things, um, pillar of the community, you know, involved volunteering, all this stuff, and then you know that event you know, kind of set off a series of events and end up moving out of that town. So, you know, when, when your dream ends a lot sooner than you thought it would, there's all kinds of different directions you could have gone, but your direction, you know, was like, okay, I need to get a better understanding about Mm -hmm. health and what makes us tick and how to go about life. And, you know, let's, let's dive into that. Yeah. The work well, that I, I'd love days. to. Absolutely. And, and I'll share a little bit on a deeper level um, with your listeners. I'll share just how I got down that path. Um, and you mentioned something just a second ago uh, with your cardiac event, you know, you reach a point, everybody reaches a point in their life 
And this is what I found in the work that I'm doing now is everybody reaches a point in their life where you have this wake up call moment. Um, and it's in some ways, <clears throat> I'd say you realize your own mortality. <clears throat> and so for me in 2015, <clears throat> um, you know, I was realizing my own mortality in a way of my baseball career. You know, if my baseball career was a, was the living, breathing thing, uh, it was on its way out. It was dying. Um, on a personal level, and this is kind of the story within the game. Okay. So not everybody gets, gets to see this side of uh, a baseball player's journey, but in 2015, I was, I was having the best season of my life. Um, you know, I was, I was closing out games. Um, I was leading the leading MLB in saves. Um, and I was getting to pitch a lot. You know, I think I finished that season maybe second or third in, in appearances that year in all of major leagues. And, but with four games left of the regular season, uh, my, my mom and my dad called me and my brother and my sister over to the house. Uh, and, you know, we were sitting out on the patio and, you know, didn't know what, what they wanted to talk about. But it was that moment when my dad uh, told us that he was just diagnosed with two forms of stage four cancer. And this is, um, you know, this is my dad. This is, um, and he was a great dad, not just a dad. He was a great dad. Um, and he, you know, in a lot of ways, he's inspiring me to be the father that I am today, but, but he was the guy who was by my side at every game, encouraging me. Um, he was the guy who convinced me that I could do anything that I could be a major league pitcher. Um, and so getting that news, it really shook me, you know, it kind of rocked me to my core. And, um, I remember leaving that house and driving, uh, you know, 60 miles to the ballpark that, that morning and, uh, just in tears, just crying, thinking about things. And, um, it was really, it was really, really hard. And here we are four games left of the season. Um, we, we just, we're, we need one win. Basically we need one win to clinch the AL West and I've got to close out a game. And, I just, you know, I don't know that I ever pitched good again after that. And sometimes we, we think about our performance, whether, you know, whether you're a professional athlete or you're an executive or you're a business owner, whatever it is, your performance is affected by what's happening. And in our health, you're crazy to think that your health is just what you eat and which your workout and eating a salad for like, that's just absurd. Your health is impacted by every single moment that you walk through in life. And you have to take that into account. Our bodies are only made to withstand so much stress. And it doesn't matter if that stress is coming from family life, emotional stress, mental stress, you know, putting your body through a gruesome workout, like it can only handle so much. And, and I had hit my tipping point with that news. And uh, I go out and, uh, blow the next two saves. Uh, we ended up winning the AL West in the last game of the season that I didn't pitch in. They just said, leave the starter in the whole game, <laughs> let Sean rest. But, um, that's kind of, that was kind of my wake up call. Um, so at the conclusion of that season, I took a look at my own health. Uh, and I took a look at my father's health. My dad was given six months to live. Um, doctors really weren't giving him a fighting chance. And I decided I was going to do 
everything in my power I could to help him and to help myself, you know, uh, a little bit of look into what my health looked like in 2015. I may have been performing at a really high level, but I wasn't healthy. Um, and it wasn't out of lack of effort either. And I think a lot of people that resonates with a lot of people, a lot of people try to be healthy. Um, and for whatever reason, it just doesn't seem to work. Right. I was, I was kind of the story of that. I was your typical kind of bad bod, uh, baseball player. Um, but it wasn't because I wasn't disciplined. It wasn't because I skipped out on workouts. It wasn't because I didn't eat what I thought was healthy. Um, I ate everything the nutritionist told me to eat. I did every workout, the strength and conditioning coach put me through, but it was everything outside of what I'm eating and how I'm working out that was affecting my health. I just had no idea how to manage a day, how to manage stress, how to sleep, how to set myself up for successful sleep. Um, had no clue about supplementation. Um, and so I kind of went deep, deep, deep into this rabbit hole of, I'm going to find out everything I can, um, because my baseball career, you know, if I don't make a change, my baseball career and, and my dad are just dying right in front of my eyes. Um, so I started, you know, listening to every health podcast I could get my hands on, reading every book that every doctor ever wrote, even visited uh, several functional medicine doctors all over the country. Some of the best ones out there, um, you know, wrote some pretty hefty checks on going through some advanced testing and just really trying to soak in as much knowledge as I could. And I was amazed at how much I didn't know. And I was a professional athlete. I thought I was being told uh, everything that I could possibly do to be healthy. Um, but really, I wasn't. And it's no, it's no fault of the team or anybody there. They're all, doing, they're all doing a really great job. And it works for 90% of the people. But there's people out there um, who are different, right? Who need different things. Um, and that was me. I was that guy. I was about 245 pounds uh, at the end of the 2015 season, chronically inflamed, couldn't bend down and touch my toes, uh, lower back issues all the time. Every time I pitched, I pretty much swore, swore to myself that I would never throw a ball again afterwards because my shoulder just hurt so bad. Um, I couldn't sleep well. I'd roll out of bed and just literally, I'd looked like a piece of plywood, like trying to like get out of bed and like walk, you know, it's just like one of those, like I looked like an 80 year old man walking around, uh, and just to like go for a run, it would take me like an hour of warming up. And so I kind of, and I was in 2015, I was what, like 28 years old. And I had to ask myself, really, like, is this what a 28 year old is supposed to look like? And I'd look at teammates and, um, you know, I'd see, I'd see guys in the locker next to me, you know, doing like a quick 10 minute workout and then going and eating five chocolate chip cookies and, their body just worked a lot different than mine. Um, so in some ways I, I kind of cracked the code on what exactly I needed to be doing. And, you know, if I could summarize in a lot of ways, less was more, you know, less was more, um, less time working out, less time focusing on what I, what I'm eating and, and, and more time focusing on, you know, I, I know you talk a lot about burnout, but I think I was in that kind of burnout place uh, where you kind of have to just re reprioritize the things that give you peace. Um, and it's, it's amazing. But the, the moment I did that, I just, I just, the pounds just came off. I'm, I mean, 
within six months, I was about 190 pounds. So like 50 pounds off in about six months without being on a weight loss journey. Like that is not, that was not my intention. That's really not what I was trying to do, but my body was just like, "Ah, thank you. You know, um, my dad, of course he went through chemotherapy. I don't know how many times radiation. I don't know how many times, but his energy and part of this was just his personality, but his energy was off the charts my dad did a lot of things being really sick that just didn't make sense to the rest of the world. Um, you know, when he was in the midst of all his chemotherapy treatments, he would go to the hospitals to visit sick people. And people would say, wait, shouldn't I be going and visiting you? He's like, no, he's like, you know, I feel good, you know? Um, and I think a lot of that was his, was his mindset. Um, but I think a lot of it was the things that he was doing from a health perspective. He was willing to think outside the box. He was willing to think outside of traditional medicine um, to give himself a fighting chance. He ended up living for almost five years after his diagnosis and doctors have no idea why he never got rid of his cancer. Um, But it's amazing. I mean, God is so good because when I look back at, um, just what he got to see in those, I think he saw what six or seven more grandkids get born in those five years. And, um, that makes me smile. No, that's a beautiful, beautiful portrait that you've painted and sharing triumph, vulnerability and everything else. So thank you so much for sharing that. And it reminds me, uh, you know, about your dad and, you know, I, I lost mine, uh, last March, 2020, just before the world turned upside mm-hmm. down. So that was a surreal experience. Uh, but it, you, you, you think about, you know, the role model and, and, and the, the work that your dad was doing, especially when he was going through the chemo and he was doing those visits and stuff, he was healing himself. And it reminds me of a story I had a neighbor when I was growing up, Jim Kennedy, and he had, uh, he was diagnosed with cancer and, you know, the doctors gave him, you know, you know, you got six months at best, you know, mm-hmm. and, and he lived nine years past that. And a ton of it was his mental attitude. He's like, I'm going to live my life the best way I can. And he did for nine years. It was the case where, you know, many of us just simply forgot that he had cancer Mm -hmm. because he wasn't walking around acting like that. And I'm a firm believer of, you know, your mindset, your soul, you know, how you approach life and all of that does amazing work in how you heal in the case when you lost all your weight you know when when the burdens were lifted all of a sudden your body then says well, you know what i don't have to deal with that stress anymore so i'm going to use the energy that our bodies have and, and work on other things in our body which includes okay i don't need to store up all this extra weight to deal with these battles i'm just i don't have to do that anymore and all of a sudden that's when you lose a, a ton yeah. of weight without without, you know, dramatically adjusting your diet or changing things and and all of that kind of stuff. So it's stress is such a critical component to how we carry ourselves, how we approach life. It impacts everything, you know, from our sleep to our nutrition, to performance, everything. Absolutely. And, and, you know, and I'm guessing, and again, this is, you know, this is just, you know, a question out there. 
it, it, you, you wonder, and again, you know, this is one of those, you never know kind of things, but I'm sure you've thought about this too. It's like, if you would have had, you know, this awareness earlier in your career, what would that have done as far as your inflammation, your body, shoulder, mm-hmm. the injuries and all of that kind of stuff? I, it, you may have still had those injuries just because of the makeup oh. of your body and muscle and the, the trauma of throwing a baseball 90 plus miles an hour uh, in, you know, different pitches and, you know, in all the things that do, it's not just a toss ball throw. No, there's right. the, the, the mechanics and, and all of that kind of stuff. Well, you know, well don't feel, home. don't feel bad about asking that question because it's a question I've asked myself a lot. So, so um, I mean, I think, I think with absolute certainty, the answer is, yeah, the trajectory of my career and the injuries that derailed it uh, would have been completely different had I had this deep uh, understanding of of who I am uh, from a physical health perspective, emotional, spiritual. I mean, it's 360 degrees. But um, you know, if I had had the um, the aptitude and maturity that I have today, back when I started my professional baseball career, I have no doubt that I'd still be playing you know, no doubt. And it's funny. It was, it was so bad actually in my career. I didn't share this part of the story, but after I left the Rangers, um, this was kind of like my last ditch effort. Um, I, I got a one year contract offer from the Tampa Bay Rays. And, you know, before you sign any kind of contract, they take you out there, take you through a physical, want to make sure you're okay. You know, go see our doctors, so went out there and because of like my laundry list of injuries in my past, it was a pretty in-depth, like two-day process of going and seeing these doctors. Oh, we want you to, you know, I've had a back surgery in my past too. So like, we want you to see our spine guy and, you know, getting in MRI tubes just to sign a contract. And they ended up signing me to this one-year deal. But part of the deal was that I was not allowed to lift weights or run. Okay. Riddle me that, right? A professional athlete who's not, I shouldn't even use the word athlete, a professional pitcher <laughs> who, was, who isn't allowed to lift weights or run. And that's really how, that's how bad my body had gotten. Not just from an outside view, but I mean, I had doctors looking at it <laughs> from an interview, right? They had, um, they had MRIs and they said, hey, we don't think running or lifting weights is going to be good for this guy. So that's just how bad my health had gotten. And I mean, look at me, I mean, of course, we don't, we don't know each other really, but um, if you knew me now and knew how physical I was with my body now and running and sprinting and jumping and lifting, and I mean, you would be shaking your head. You'd be like, how, how in the world could they have seen that? And the truth is, is my, my inflammation was just off the charts, just off the charts. But, but yeah, you're, you're, you're totally right. Um, it's, your health is, is impacted by just everything, everything we walk through. Well, thank you for sharing that as well. So the work you're doing today and working with mm-hmm. individuals and, and all this research that you've done and the awareness, and obviously you've uh, made some amazing changes to your life where, you know, one, you, you know, are, you know, probably healthier than you've ever been your entire life. And you you've given yourself a fighting chance to not only be a parent, but eventually a grandparent or a great grandparent or who knows, even the three, you know, three or four generations, depending on, on, on the longevity and all of that. You know, what are some of the things that you, you help people with 
uh, when they're when they come to you and they go, okay, this is you know what mm-hmm. I you know this is what I'm dealing with. Inflammation is is a common one for a lot of for people, sure. for um, sure. And you know that you know there's a lot of reasons behind why they're doing that. But you know what are some of the things that you help them with to get them on the road to to be you know fully healthier than they've ever been before? Yeah, I mean. <clears throat> What I like to do, what I like to approach everything is really from this kind of a very personalized approach. So I don't have a, I don't have a cookie cutter program that I take everyone through. What I see is usually there's some common themes uh, that people need. When I, when I finished two weeks after I re- officially retired from baseball, I actually went and worked with uh, one of these renowned fun- functional medicine doctors um, because I just wanted to continue to soak up as much stuff as I could. Uh, and I loved working with him, but I wanted to create something that had more accessibility. Um, and that's kind of where I thrive is accessibility to the people I work with. Um, but what I like to do is I, I always like to start everything with genetics. These are kind of, you know, your genetics aren't your destiny, but they are kind of a roadmap of where, where your body wants to go. If we don't step in and intervene in any way. Um, but I go over everything from what you eat to when you eat. And uh, usually people always start with what you eat, but when they really should be thinking about when you eat, that's kind of when you should be thinking about it. So my approach is always genetics. And then we kind of hone down on when you should be eating. Then we go to what you should be eating. We work through like precision supplementation. So this isn't like, you know, just take your multivitamin and fish oil, here you go. But what we're really trying to do is create healthy cells. Um, There's a lot of reasons that your cells may or may not be underperforming. And so we try to test for that and we try to optimize really your, you know, your cells health, right? And you've got these mitochondria inside your cells. If you go back to, you know, high school science class, these mitochondria are like churning out the energy for your cell right? We want them to churn out more and more and more energy. Most of the clients that I work with are CEOs, entrepreneurs, business owners, um, a couple of professional athletes and burnout. I'm just like looking right at this book, right? Your book behind you, Burnout Proof. But that's like a very common theme, right? How do I, how do I balance this? It's like everybody's trying to, you've got a lot of responsibilities as a business. I own my business too. There's a lot of responsibility there. Um, and it's not just your livelihood, but you're probably kind of in charge of livelihood of other people that you really care about too. And you've got all these like balls that you're trying to juggle. And just for imagery and illustration, like imagine yourself like trying to juggle all of these balls. And your health is one of these balls that you're trying to juggle, but it it's usually the last one that we stack on top. Um, and it's usually the first to fall off. And it's because it only really impacts you. That's what we think. We think it only impacts you. So in some ways, we think that we're being selfless by putting our health on the back burner for the good of our company, for our community, for our family, for our coworkers, for our employees, whatever. But I want you, I like encourage people to change their mindset on that. Like, how can your health help others? Okay, so whatever your purpose is in life, and if you don't know your purpose in life, then I encourage you to figure that out. What is your life's mission? But um, when we optimize our health, we increase our capacity to fulfill that purpose. Okay, so really taking care of yourself is really one of the most selfless things. It's not selfish. It's one of the most selfless things you can do. 
because you are going to increase your capacity to do whatever it is for me, right? Um, for me to be a good husband to my wife, I really have to take care of myself if I'm going to be at my best. I've got three kids. So you talk, talk to me about burnout and busyness. I've, I've got, I've got a six-year-old, four-year-old and 14-month-old. So I know what it's like to be busy. I can relate. Um, but for me to be my best and show up uh, and be productive in my work so that I can spend more quality time with my kids and I can be there for my kids and I have the physical capabilities to do whatever the heck I want to do with my kids for as long as I want to do it, I need to take care of myself. Uh, for my community, for my church, right? For my company, like I've got to be able to show up at my best. Um, and so I like to, you know, sometimes the first thing that has to happen is this mindset shift with your health. Um, but we go through everything in my programs uh, from sleep. We do uh, sleep monitoring. We talk about exercise. Um, that's typically, you know, people that I'm working with who have burnout, they're very busy. Their schedules are blocked out. Um, and the question I always get is how do I find time to exercise? One of the biggest misconceptions in the health community and health realm today is that you have to go work out for an hour a day. It's actually not true. Um, you need to move your body. So our bodies were actually made just to move, to move constantly and to move intensely a few times a day. It doesn't mean you have to go to a gym for an hour. So, um, you know, in one of my, some of my programs I do are actually corporate wellness programs. So I'll come in and partner with a company over the course of two years. And um, we will kind of transform the way that they go about health in the workspace as well. So hacking the workspace for health, right? We can talk about standing desks and these kind of things. Those are great. They work, but, but what if you could get your employees a few times a day to move intensely, right? And then they're creating more productivity in the workplace. It's, it's a really, it's a really cool thing. It's, it's amazing work that you're doing and you're taking care of yourself first means that when you do help others or serve others, they're getting a much better version of you than what you could have done if you were taxed from all of the, you know, juggling of the balls and everything like that. And, and the executives and saying, okay, well, how do I, how do I schedule time? How do I fit it in? It's like, don't, don't try to squeeze it in. And even, and I agree with you, you know, the going, you know, high intensity exercises, short bursts, things like that. And, and, and each person is different on what will work mm -hmm. for them. But the key thing is once you figure those things out and when the right time is to do it, you schedule that first. Absolutely. Work will have no problem finding time on your calendar. It does. It, it just, it, it, it just expands. Yep. It's like, you know, don't, you know, spill a glass of milk, you know, the milk kind of goes everywhere. Guess what? Work does the same thing. It just mm -hmm. permeates everything where you go, no, we're going to put some boundaries around when I work. And again, when you do that, then you know, okay, this time block, I know I am going to be working. So what yep. do you do during that time block? You work. And mm -hmm. you, you go deep dive into it and you're efficient, you're focused, you have clarity because you're feeling better, you get it done. And it's not yeah. this big burden. Even things that come up that are out of the blue, if you have clarity and you feel good and you're healthy, you're able to pivot and, and be agile about it and, and make adjustments. Absolutely. And when you do that, 
it's not as big of a deal and it doesn't stress you out and you can't burn out if you don't have prolonged stress. So, you know, the work that you're doing is so quintessentially essential for success of no matter if you're a CEO of an organization or, and everybody is the CEO of their life, you should do it. So, yeah, Sean, I've loved this conversation. Again, we could probably talk for a month straight <laughs> on this. We could, we could. Um, yeah, but so, you know, where can people find out a little bit more about you? You know, in this amazing work that you're doing. Uh, easiest thing to do is probably just go to my website, tallestonhealth.com. Um, there's a button right there you can click to actually just schedule a free 15 minute strategy session with me. Um, I do this because I love connecting with people like yourself. I just, I just like to talk to people. Um, and if in 15 minutes I can give you any nuggets that help you with your health journey, like that's part of me fulfilling my life's mission. Um, and, and as well, it's a good, it's a good way to kind of plug in, connect with me and figure out where exactly in my programs you might fit best. I offer a kind of my bread and butter is a 12 month, uh, VIP program that I call optimize and we partner over the course of a full year. And that scares half the people off right there because we live in such a Netflix community where people just want to go no contract month to month. But the reality is with your health, it doesn't work like that. Uh, the beauty of what I can do in a year with you is we become very close. We can become friends uh, and it gives me the ability to hold you accountable. So there's this kind of uh, honesty that's built there. Um, and I know where you struggle and I know how to hold people accountable to that. So that's kind of my bread and butter. Um, very excited that uh, next month I will be releasing for the first time uh, both a 12-week program uh, that's very intense. It goes through almost everything the others go through in a full year, but in 12 weeks. So this is for people who uh, may not want to spend quite as much um, and are ready to really dive in. I'm also next month coming out with group coaching, uh, which is just a very cool opportunity to connect with me, ask me questions, and let me help you set some goals for yourself on a monthly basis. Um, one of the easiest ways to connect with me without spending any money is... Uh, if you just pull out your cell phone and text the word FAST to 77513, so just text the word FAST, F-A-S-T to 77513, that plugs you into my fasting community. So, you know, I mentioned how important it is to know when you're eating. This is it. I, I've created and developed a fasting regimen for myself based on lots and lots of research that I've done. This is what I do to reset my metabolism to increase my health span, to fend off disease. Um, this is what I do to balance my hormones. And it just stinking works. And the best part about fasting is that it doesn't cost money. It actually saves you money because you buy less food. Um, and fasting doesn't mean suffering. I mean, just quick example, I'm, I'm working with a, a client right now who he's lost 100 pounds in six months. He's lost a hundred pounds since January, right? I don't, but by the way, I don't offer weight loss programs. Okay. This is just a result of what happens sometimes when people get healthier. Okay. But, um, he's, he's, and he's done it all himself, right? I have had zero part in this. And the only change that he made was fasting. That's it. Fasting. Um, so that's probably the easiest way to connect with me for free. 
Awesome. And I'll definitely have all that information in the show notes. So Sean, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate you and this amazing work that you're doing. So thank you again for being on the show. Thanks, Michael. Thanks for listening to The Breakfast Leadership Show, part of The Breakfast Leadership Network. Visit breakfastleadership.com for tips on empowering your business and your life.